Welcome to the Radical Brilliance Podcast with Arjuna Arda and brilliant guests from around the world who are contributing to the evolution of humanity. Today's guest is Sam Horn, who's going to talk to us about how to have original ideas. So here's your host, Arjuna Arda. Today, I want to share with you a taste of my own medicine. You know, if you got financial advice from Warren Buffett, if you thought Warren Buffett was a really good financial advice guy, you might be curious, well, who gives Warren Buffett financial advice? Who advises Richard Branson? Who does Dr. Oz go to for his medical checkup? You know, so if you're listening to this podcast about radical brilliance, you might ask, well, who does Arjuna consult with when he wants when he wants support in having original ideas? My gig is helping people to have original ideas. Who do I go to to have original ideas? The answer is Sam Horn, who's today's guest. Sam is absolutely genius. She's just she is really a, a branding expert. She's worked with some of the biggest companies in the world, as well as some of the most brilliant thought leaders in the world, to be able to say things, to express ideas no one has expressed before, and then to say them in original language. She's delightful. She's funny. She's loving. She's the ultimate huggy mama bear. She's just a delight to be with, as you'll see from this interview. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy Sam Horn encouraging us to have the original brilliant ideas. Hey, Sam. Hey, Arjuna. Thank you so much for taking the time. You're just about to get on a plane. So we just managed to grab the, the t- your tails before you flew away. We are going to talk about, I think, our mutual favorite topic of people having great ideas that no one's ever had before. Yes. And I think we're going to talk particularly today about how a great idea is all very well, but unless it reaches people, it's a, it's a kind of almost, almost happened great idea. So let's jump in right there. You know, Arjuna, that's why I'm a woman on a mission, is mm. that uh, you may know I helped start and run the Maui Writers Conference for 17 years. For sure. And our very first year, we gave people from around the world an opportunity to jump the chain of command. So you could pitch your screenplay to Ron Howard. Mm. You could pitch your novel to the head. Literally. Ron, Literally. Ron Howard was there. You're Ron Howard, and I've got a screenplay. Yeah. And, and it, what would you give to have five minutes, ten minutes with Ron Howard? What would you give to have written a novel and be able to talk to Bob Loomis, right. whose clients are Maya Angelou and Woody Allen? Yeah. No, I mean, so right. what, what we had done was never done mm. before. Right. Guess what? Huh. All these decision makers would say, so tell me about your screenplay. Mm. What's your book about? 
Womp, 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 right. womp, Three hours later. You know, and they and I would see that they had just lost interest. In mm. fact, one woman walked out of her pitch session with tears in her eyes. Mm. And I said, are you okay? She said, I'm not okay. I just saw my dream go down the drain. Mm. And I, uh, the next day, I stood in the back and I mm. watched people pitching and I could predict mm. who was getting a deal mm. without hearing a word being said. Guess mm -hmm. how? Tell me. By the decision maker's eyebrows. Uh -huh. Because, see, you're, you're all about yeah. brilliant, radical yeah. ideas. We mm -hmm. can have a brilliant idea. We can have a brilliant solution to a problem and answer to an issue. Mm -hmm. Yet if we're all over the map and people's mm -hmm. eyebrows are crunched up, right? Mm -hmm. See right now? Mm -hmm. Don't you feel confused? Like, yeah. 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 You know, if you don't get it, I don't get it. Mm -hmm. You know, if mm -hmm. you're confused, confused people don't say mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Now, if the eyebrows just kind of stay unmoved like that, mm -hmm. it meant they were unmoved or they'd had Botox. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <Yeah. Gosh. laughs> Okay. Now, right now, arch your eyebrows. Yeah. Ah, do you ah. feel intrigued? I feel, I feel illuminated. Ah. Yeah. yeah. That's, but go ahead. Let me see if I can play devil's advocate for this. Because I, I feel like I get, I absolutely get what you're saying, mm -hmm. that, a, that a really great, fresh idea jumps across with passion. But I'm also a little concerned about the kind of, you know, the bite side, the sound bite habit we've got into, the, you know, like the Twitter habit, everything's got to be condensed to 140 characters. So how are we going to bridge that gap? That, like, some ideas simply are more complex and nuanced, and they get, they get made facile by, by being reduced into two small doses. I tell you, Arjuna, let's not dumb this down. Mm. And here's, let's just talk about what is actual, is the TED fellows brought me in, because mm. these are like MacArthur geniuses, right? Mm -hmm. These are TED fellows who mm -hmm. are working on some of the most important issues of our time. Mm -hmm. And it is so complex that when they try and get funding for their idea, or they try and get support for it, after a couple minutes, people tune out because when mm. we're overwhelmed, we're mm. immobilized, we stop listening. Mm. So I believe that it is our responsibility as mm. a community to condense what it is we're saying so it's so concise and clear mm. that people are intrigued, mm. then they want to know more. Right. Then we can go into exactly. detail. Yeah. So you want a quick way to do that? Sure. Okay. It's, uh, and I'd like to try that. We're going to do it. In fact, we're going to talk I'll about... I'll be your guinea pig today. You will be my live guinea pig. Okay. We're going to talk about a project you care about. Mm -hmm. And unless people are listening to this podcast while they're driving, yeah. I suggest they get paper and pen because we're going to share an idea that can help them craft a 60-second opening right. to whatever it is they want to say or whatever it is they want funding for, yeah. green-lighted approval, all right? Yeah. Here's the quick story, and then we'll go to the three steps. Okay. You may know I'm the pitch coach for Springboard Enterprises, mm -hmm. and we've helped women entrepreneurs get $8.8 billion in funding. This is Robin Chase of Zipcar and Gail Goodman of Constant Content. So, one of my clients came up to me, and she said, Sam, I've got good news and I've got bad news. Mm. I said, what's the good news? Mm. She said, I'm speaking in front of a room full of investors at the Paley Center in New York City. I said, that's great news. I said, what's the bad news? She said, I'm going at 2.30 in the afternoon and I only have 10 minutes. Mm. She said, Sam, you can't say anything in 10 minutes. Mm. I said, Kathleen, you don't have 10 minutes, you have 60 seconds. Mm -hmm. They will have listened to 16 presentations. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how brilliant mm -hmm. your invention is, mm -hmm. they're tired. Mm -hmm. Here's the opening. It's after lunch, they're sleeping. Too. It's after lunch, yeah. 16 presentations, 2.30, you know the energy is on the floor. Mm -hmm. Here's the question, if she cares about what she's invented, it is her responsibility to have a concise and mm. clear and compelling mm. 60 seconds, and here it is. Right. 
It's, uh, did you know there are 1.8 billion vaccinations given every year? Did you know up to a third of those are given with reused needles? Mm. Did you know we're spreading and perpetuating the very diseases we're trying to prevent? Imagine if there were a painless one-use needle for a fraction of the current cost. You don't have to imagine it. We've created it. Then she comes in with her evidence and her precedents to prove it's not pie in the sky or speculative. It's a done deal. Now, are your eyebrows up? Mm -hmm. Do you know how Kathleen Callender of PharmaJet used to open her presentations or pitches or what's, what is her invention about? By explaining that PharmaJet was a subcutaneous and me medical device that gives, <laughs> it's like, what? It's mm -hmm. like it's a medical device that gives subcutaneous inoculations. Mm -hmm. What? Mm -hmm. See, we're already confused. She just lost to said hello. Mm -hmm. The very same invention with that 60-second opening mm -hmm. won millions of dollars of funding, and she was Business Week's most promising mm -hmm. social entrepreneur. And saved a lot of people from getting sick. See, right? see that's why when people say, oh, memes, you know, everything's mm -hmm. in sound bites, I say, Let's deal with people's attention span, mm -hmm. which is, you know, goldfish mm -hmm. nine seconds, us eight seconds, right? Mm -hmm. So here are three steps, and let's do the three steps, and then let's talk about your project or idea, and we're going to do it right here. What I love about you, what you said so far is we're basically trying to generate that tell me more response, right? That's, that's you're, you're, you're asking for permission to go deeper. Yeah. See, Arjuna, you just pinpointed, we just turned a monologue into a dialogue. Mm -hmm. We've been told to tell people what we're going to tell them, and mm -hmm. then tell them, and mm -hmm. told them. That's infobesity. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's a prescription for being a bore, snore, or chore. Mm -hmm. right? People, if we're long, they're gone. Mm -hmm. So here, the first step is to ask three did you know questions mm -hmm. that go to the scope of the problem you're solving, mm -hmm. or that uh, go to the startling statistics about the issue that mm -hmm. you're addressing, mm -hmm. or the size of the market, or or the uh, trend that you are uh, meeting or something. So you're thinking, how do I find those? Will mm -hmm. you GTS? Mm -hmm. If we had a laptop right mm -hmm. now, Arjuna, when we talk about your project, mm -hmm. we could put in what are startling statistics about blank, put mm -hmm. in your industry, put mm -hmm. in your product, mm -hmm. put in your profession, put mm -hmm. in your whatever, mm -hmm. up will come things even you don't know. Right. And if it gets your eyebrows up, mm. it'll get other people's eyebrows up. So the keywords are startling statistics, right? Start recent research, mm -hmm. shocking. You know, you know Andrew Horn and Andrew mm -hmm. says put in shocking studies mm -hmm. because we'll go, whoa! I didn't know it was that bad. I didn't know it was that big. I didn't know it was happening that fast. Right. I didn't know it was getting worse. You mm -hmm. know, so quickly. Mm -hmm. And if we want smart, skeptical, mm -hmm. jaded people's attention. The quickest way is to introduce something they don't know, mm. now they're smarter than they were a minute ago. Now I'm going to ask a real nuts and bolts question. Let's hear it. So somebody like me, or you know, somebody, who, somebody who's got the idea, do you think it's more effective to do that research yourself or to hire a research professional who who's really does research well? Do you, you want to know good news, Arjuna? Mm. You can do it yourself for free in a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. and, and I have done this with thousands of people around the world in a real live workshop. Mm. We'll ask people, get out your laptops, put in what are shocking statistics about blank. Mm -hmm. And you can say the coaching profession, you can say about suicide, you mm -hmm. can talk about self-driving cars, you can talk about AI. You can name a topic mm -hmm. and up will come something recent mm -hmm. because recency equals relevancy, right? Mm -hmm. We don't want to quote a study from 50 years ago mm -hmm. and we don't want to trot out statistics. Or even from a year ago for that matter. Yeah. You know, that's mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. 
So that's the first thing. Mm. And now all of a sudden we've engaged people and they want to know more. Mm. Then the next step mm. is to use the word imagine. Mm. Imagine, okay. Because mm. imagine, now we're picturing their point. Mm. We're seeing mm. what they're saying. Mm. We're not preoccupied anymore. We're mm. fully engaged because we are seeing it. Mm. And when people get something, what do they say? Oh, I see now. Mm. <laughs> I see mm. the power of one word, imagine. Mm. Mm. Now link it to three benefits or deliverables of your answer to the issue, your solution to the problem. So let's go back to Kathleen Callender. Mm -hmm. Think about what were her decision makers thinking about? Well, they're probably thinking about paying full inoculations, so we made it painless. Mm -hmm. They're probably thinking about reuse needles, so we made it one use. Most decision makers care about money, so we set a fraction of the current cost. Mm -hmm. In a world of infobesity, mm -hmm. do you see how we distilled into one succinct mm -hmm. sentence, mm -hmm. oh, who would want that? Mm -hmm. And people are thinking, sounds good, mm -hmm. who would want that? Mm -hmm. Step three, mm -hmm. you don't have to imagine it. Mm -hmm. We're doing it. Mm -hmm. Now come in with your proof. Now come in with a product demonstration. Mm -hmm. Now come in with a testimonial from a trusted source. Now come in with an article you know, that gives the, the results from your, from your data research or something like that. Mm -hmm. And see, the thing is, in today's world, Andy Rooney of 60 Minutes, remember the old curmudgeon at the end of 60 Minutes? No, I, I never watched that. Okay, well, yeah. maybe some people watching do remember. I never remember. Okay, of yeah. course, there yeah. you go. Okay, yeah. then I'll tell you what he used to say. Okay, okay. He I didn't used also didn't used to watch Johnny Carson. I can't <laughs> even recognize him if you show me a picture. Anyway, carry on. Okay, what Andy Rooney said is, remember, you're more interested in what you have to say than anyone else is. Mm -hmm. And so you're all about radical brilliance. Mm -hmm. And if there's any premise that people get from today's uh, it, you know, discussion, it is what I care about may be brilliant, mm -hmm. but if people don't get it, mm -hmm. I won't get it. I mm -hmm. won't get their support or mm -hmm. their follow-up questions. Mm -hmm. And then we are dropping the ball, we're abandoning our responsibility to that project or idea we care so much about. Right, right, right. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Very simple. As always, I love you for that. You want more? Yes, of course okay. I do. <laughs> okay, so let's, and now once again, let's ground this conversation mm -hmm. in, based on your premise, mm -hmm. is that people either have something they care about, mm -hmm. and it is a brilliant opportunity to to solve this problem or to set in place an initiative that's going to address something. And there's a lot of moving parts and it's complicated and we can't explain it. And the longer we talk, the more confused they get. Mm. And we still have a brilliant idea and mm. it will never get supported or funded or greenlighted. Mm -hmm. So here's another example. Mm -hmm. I am a judge at something called the dolphin tank. Mm -hmm. which is a kinder, gentler version of Shark, Shark Tank. Shark tank. Okay, good. <laughs> and Dragon Den from England, right, and from Canada. Mm -hmm. So I'm looking at the business plans in advance, and here's a woman who's trying to get funding for a hook you put in your car to hang your purse on. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking, really? Mm -hmm. You're trying to get funding for a hook you put in your car? Arjuna, she was so brilliant. This is in the Long Beach Convention Center. Like 5,000 people could sit in this ballroom. There's maybe 500. They're scattered all around. Half mm -hmm. of them are on their phones and so forth. Mm -hmm. What does she do? She hauls a full-size car seat from the back of the room up to the front of the room. Mm -hmm. She puts her phone on it and her purse and her keys. And then she puts her hand on a, an imaginary driving wheel. And she said, have you ever been driving alone? 
you had to stop all of a sudden. She's sitting in a car seat. No, no, she's standing because, you know, she's standing, but she has a car seat right there that mm -hmm. she just put her stuff on, mm -hmm. and she's pretending to drive a car. Mm -hmm. And she says, have you ever been driving along? And you had to stop all mm -hmm. of a sudden, and your keys and your phone <laughs> fell off the seat, and you're scrambling around trying to retrieve them while you have one hand on the wheel. She says, imagine never having to do that again. And a man stood up in the audience. He said, I'll take two. One for my wife and one for my daughter. <laughs> and Arjuna, I thought, she went from really mm. to I'll take two in mm. 30 seconds. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So now for our listeners, here's if they want something, number one, make them look. Mm -hmm. She brought in a prop. Mm -hmm. Remember, those people are on the phones. Mm -hmm. They weren't looking at her. And mm -hmm. if they're not looking at her, they're not listening, right? Mm -hmm. So what is a prop you could have? If you're talking about an app, hold up your phone, you're right. talking about the app, right? Mm -hmm. So so make them look, because if they're not looking, they're not listening. Second, put them in the scene of the problem you're solving. Have you ever walked into a room and you felt like a wallflower? You know, have you ever gone to a store and you're so overwhelmed? So whatever it is your radical idea is addressing or solving or whatever, put them in the scene of a problem with have you ever questions. Have you ever done this? Have you ever done this? Have you ever, and people going, no, it just happened to me yesterday. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, well, it doesn't happen to me, but it happens to my daughter and my wife, mm -hmm. you know? And then you say, imagine never having to worry about that again. Mm -hmm. 30 seconds. And you see, we are not explaining our idea. Explanations are infobesity. They're mental grinding, because I don't see it, right? It's rhetoric, this is real life. <laughs> Beautiful, beautiful. Great, yeah. Where should we go from here? We've got more. Okay. <laughs> you want more? Of course, yeah. Okay. If you're enjoying this podcast with Arjuna Arda and his radically brilliant guest, you might also enjoy our eight-week online group coaching program. It's an opportunity to go deep and get stable in practices that enhance your own brilliance. We only take 20 participants at a time, so in a small and intimate group, you can go through the whole Radical Brilliance cycle. You'll have an accountability partner in another brilliant aspirant from somewhere around the world. The eight-week coaching program involves eight one-hour webinars with Arjuna Arda and a group of other Radical Brilliance coaches. You'll also receive one 30-minute coaching session with your own personal coach every week and one 90-minute coaching session with Arjuna himself. It's the ideal opportunity to drop deep into yourself, into the source of your own creativity, and to get support for an entire eight weeks of mining your own radical brilliance and bringing it forth into a project or creation that can truly serve the future of humanity. Find out more at RadicalBrilliance.com and click on the Programs tab. All right, here we talked about asking instead of telling, mm -hmm. and we talked about showing instead of selling, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay, here is, we're going to use a dog on a tanker example instead of an explanation, okay? And you may be thinking, what is a dog on a tanker story? 
There was an article. A dog on a tanker. A dog on a tanker. A so tanker, like an oil tanker. That's exactly. With a dog. Right. Yeah. Okay. Good. See, now your eyebrows. Now I'm interested. Oh, oh. <laughs> a dog get on the tanker. Okay, now by the way, let's show people the craft. Arjuna, if you ask a question, I don't explain the answer. Mm -hmm. Infobesity. Mm -hmm. You jump into an example. Mm -hmm. Every single time. Mm -hmm. Because now that's real world. Mm -hmm. Now people can see it. Now they're identifying with it and they're engaged by it instead of wall, wall, wall. You know what I always remember is your trademark? What? Whatever you're saying, you go, 30 second story. <laughs> and 30 second story, right? And you, and you do keep them to 30 seconds. <laughs> well, mm -hmm. the clock is ticking, right? Yeah, yeah. It's, um, Richard Branson said, time is the new money, and yeah. I think time is the new trust. Yeah. And if we want to win people's attention, yeah. we keep it brief or they'll give us grief. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and people will always listen if they know we're going to cut to the chase and we're mm -hmm. not going to go on and on mm -hmm. and on. Mm -hmm. By the way, Judy uh, Tenuta has a great line about that. You know what she says? Mm -hmm. I think we need a 12-step group for non-stop talkers. Mm -hmm. You know what we're going to call it? Mm -hmm. On and on and on. <laughs> okay. okay, so this is a 90 second story. Okay, okay good. so Washington Post, mm -hmm. here's an article about an oil tanker that caught fire 800 miles off the coast of Hawaii. Mm -hmm. A cruise ship happened to be going by and rescued the 11 people on board. The captain gave a press conference in Hawaii. And he talked about how lucky they were to be rescued. All he can think about is his dog that got left behind on the tanker. Mm -hmm. That press conference went viral. And donations are pouring in from around the world, $5, $5,000. The U.S. Navy changes the exercise area of the Pacific Fleet to search 50,000 square miles of open ocean. They mm -hmm. find the taker. They send a C-130 to fly low to see if there's any signs of life. Here's this brown and white blur racing up and down the deck of the tanker. Is that thing's on fire, right? And, oh, well, no. At that time, it, it, it had fired out. So, okay. but, it, but the, all the comms out, the, the uh, navigation was out, so it was just drifting, mm -hmm. which is why they didn't know how to locate it. They mm -hmm. were just, you know, searching mm -hmm. the ocean, and they found this drifting. Mm -hmm. So, um, they mount a quarter of a million dollar rescue mission to get this dog. And All paid for by donation. That's exactly right. Wow. And mm -hmm. they're able to bring Hawk Get safely back to Hawaii. Hawk Get. Hawk Get. H-O-K-G-E-T. Hawk Get. That's is the name of the dog. It was oh. a Scandinavian okay. ship, good Dutch ship, okay. something okay. Norway, okay. Yeah. something where Hawk Get yeah. is our version of John. Yeah. Or, 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 or uh, what's it called dogs? Uh, Buster or something. <laughs> yeah. okay. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So now here's, what's the point? Here's the point. Why did people from around the world mobilize to save one dog mm -hmm. when there are thousands of people in our own cities and states going mm -hmm. without food, water, water and shelter? Mm -hmm. It's because of something called the Empathy Telescope. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the Empathy Telescope says we can put ourselves in the shoes of one person, mm -hmm. we cannot put ourselves in the shoes of millions. Yeah, exactly. You know, we can put ourselves in the shoes of an individual. Mm -hmm. We cannot put ourselves in the shoes of an idea. Exactly, and that's why you know, if you want to shine a light on the predicament of refugees in Syria, yeah. you talk about one little boy of four, and you've got everybody's hearts. Yeah, it's totally right. And and see, Arjuna, and and this is not manipulative. It is true. Mm -hmm. 
It is simply understanding mm. that if we care about an issue and mm. we want other people to care about an issue, mm. do not trot out the big statistics at first, yeah, right? Story. As you just said, yeah. a real life story. Yeah. Then we scale out, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. I'm with you. And I wanted to thank you because, you know, I'm actually this year, by the end of this year, I'm going to actually see six books to completion this year. Four, two of mine and four are for other people. Yeah. And that's what I keep passing on from you through me to them is tell us stories. You know, I, I, when I get together with my clients, I just, just tell me the stories. We'll, we'll, we'll draw the conclusions later, but let's just, just tell me the best stories. Yeah. You know, so Arjuna, let's run with that for a mm. second. Because, mm. And it's not just if someone is writing a book. If mm. someone is writing a proposal, mm. even if someone is working on their thesis mm. or a report, mm. is to storyboard it. Mm. Now, I don't use that word lightly. Mm. Because what often happens, people work with me on their TED Talks and mm. so forth, and they'll come with their scripts. Mm. And now it's blah, 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 because they're buried in the words, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's like, no, it's we're going to storyboard this like mm. a TEDx talk. We have three boxes. It's your aha and your adversity and your action box. Mm -hmm. And each box starts with a real life story, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's I had a client and she called me on a Wednesday. She was giving a TEDx talk on Saturday. She said, Sam, I can't sleep at night. Mm -hmm. She said, I've hired a memory expert because I am so afraid my mind's going to go blank mm -hmm. and I'm going to forget what I want to say. Well, this was before she started working with me. She had 68 slides for an 18-minute talk. Oh. You know, Arjuna, that's mm -hmm. overwhelming. Yeah. It's like, you know, mm -hmm. no wonder she couldn't remember it. So, yeah. so what we're talking about is with your book, mm -hmm. if you storyboard, I want to tell this story, I want to tell this story, mm -hmm. I want to tell this story, I want to tell this story. Now you have an original book. Mm -hmm. Now you have an organic book. Now you have an anti-infobesity book. Yeah. And you know, you want to know how to make it a page turn? Um, uh, tell me. <laughs> I probably could, could come up with some answers, but we're short on time. Go okay. ahead. It's a, this is something I learned from Maui Writers Conference, is that page turners are intentional. Mm -hmm. They are not accidental. Yeah. And it's something is that at the end of a chapter, mm -hmm. You put something like mm. Dan Brown did this excellent with the Da Vinci Code. He yeah. would say, and you'll never guess who walked into the room. Yeah, That's exactly, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. How could you not turn the yeah. page, yeah. right? Yeah. So at the end of, and we don't do it every chapter because we're not, we don't want to be formulaic or yeah. uh, predictable, right? Mm -hmm. So it's not every single time. Right. It's just that many times we'll feel. You know, which leads us to our next chapter, we'll, which is where you'll discover why never to do this. Yeah. Or three words to use, you know, right. at the end of every, and it's like, how could we not turn the page? Have you ever binged watched, uh, you know, those serialized things on the TV? Like, for me, Nashville. Did you ever see the show Nashville? Yes, one of I my, sure One did. of my favorites. Yes. So I would kind of not watch them for a while because I was traveling something, and then I'd binge watch like six in a row. Yeah. I'd say, I'm going to watch one. Right? It's 10 p.m., yeah. I'm going to watch one, that's going to put me till quarter to 11, that's plenty late enough. But they always manage to, to end the episode where you just can't not find out what happens, you know? That's and that's where you see that, that page turner thing done best, I think, is on serialized TV shows. Yeah. They set up an impossible dialectic that you just, you can't go to sleep without finding out how that got resolved. And I'm so glad you're bringing this up because I know you are in integrity. And we, we are talking about how to communicate in integrity. Mm. We're not talking about spin. Mm. We're not talking no, about... No, it's about good storytelling. That's exactly... Good storytelling. Thank you for yeah. that distinction. Yeah. it's an art. That yeah. there is an art and a craft. Yeah. And I believe yeah. 
that once again it comes back to mm -hmm. if we feel we have something that will add value mm -hmm. its own intrinsic value cannot speak mm -hmm. for itself mm -hmm. it is our responsibility to communicate it mm -hmm. in a crazy busy world where mm -hmm. people have short attention spans and they're jaded often and cynical and skeptical mm -hmm. to communicate it in a real world way with in rhetoric with with honest explanations and true stories, you know, mm -hmm. instead of infobesity, mm -hmm. asking instead of telling, showing instead of selling, mm -hmm. and that's how we communicate, and that's how we connect. Beautiful, beautiful. Mm -hmm. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> is there anything else that you feel that's 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 wanting to flow through you before you get on your plane home? Yeah, you know, there is. Mm. It's the very first Maui Writers Conference because, see, we've been talking about techniques and tactics mm. grounded in integrity mm. that help us communicate to connect. Mm. Now let's talk about the emotional aspect of it. Mm. Because, Arjuna, you and I both know people who could perhaps could write a book mm. or deserve to write a book. They've mm. lived a life mm. that would be a model for others or they mm. do have expertise that needs to be passed on but they're suffering from who am I syndrome. Mm -hmm. So let's talk. Who am I to do that? That is exactly yeah. right. Mm -hmm. So the very first year of the Maui Writers Conference, I am seated in addition to running it. So I'm, I go out on the beach in the morning to get my introduction straight. Mm -hmm. Here's this woman sitting on the beach and crying. Mm -hmm. And I went over, I said, are you okay? Mm -hmm. She said, I'm not okay. Mm -hmm. And I said, what's going on? She said, I don't belong here. Mm -hmm. I said, you don't belong here? Mm -hmm. She said, who am I to write a book? Mm. She said, it seems so arrogant. Mm. She said, it's like you're putting yourself up on a pedestal and saying, I know and you don't. Mm. She said, I'm not an expert. Mm. She said, that's just not me. Mm. And I said, well, what do you want to write about? And she and her, her husband, Howard, had adopted a child and he was very challenging. And she said, I went to the bookstore, I went to the library, I was desperate. Mm. I'm looking for books to help me mm. with this child who is, mm. who is really testing me. Mm. And all the books talked just about what a blessing it was to be an adoptive mother, mm. and they made me feel worse. Mm. She said, I want to write the book I need, I can't find. Mm -hmm. And I said, what's an example of what you want to write about? And she said, I want to write about the time that Ari is two years old and I fix spaghetti for dinner. And he reaches across the table and he grabs a handful of spaghetti and he throws it in my face. Mm. And my first thought was, my son would never have done that. And the shame that I felt that that thought had even occurred to me. And I said, what else? And she said, I want to talk about how even though Ari is really challenging, when it's time to send pictures of him to his birth mother, mm. I edit out the cute ones mm. because I live in fear that she's going to change her mind and want him mm. back. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, the question to ask is not, am I perfect? Do I have a PhD? Mm. You, know, you know what the question to ask is? Mm. Would someone reading my book benefit? Right. Because mm -hmm. if someone reading your book will benefit, not mm. only do you have the right to write, mm. you have a responsibility to write. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. It's yeah. like, have you ever thought about it? It's not arrogance. It's mm. an offering. Mm -hmm. You know, Pablo Picasso said, the purpose of life mm. is to find our gifts. Mm. And the meaning of life mm. is to give them away. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I 
think if we have experience or expertise or epiphanies that might add value for others, mm-hmm. is that it is an offering. It is not arrogance. We're not mm-hmm. saying, I'm, I'm perfect. I know everything. Mm-hmm. No, we're saying, here's something I've experienced or observed mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. learned along the way. Mm-hmm. And, you know, by the way, you can go on Amazon right now. Mm-hmm. 20 years later, there are Secret Thoughts of an Adoptive Mother by Jana Wolf. Uh-huh. And I just ran into her at the Hawaii Writers Conference a few months ago, and mm. she said that not a week goes by, mm. 20 years after she wrote that book, mm. that she doesn't get a letter from someone saying, thank you, yeah. I thought I was the only mm. one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it doesn't, you know, what I realize is, I mean, every now and then we get the, really the privilege to make a difference to somebody else, and it can be one-on-one. I had lunch with somebody today mm. who was having some self-doubt. And to me, it was really obvious that the self-doubt was, you know, it was made up, was, mm-hmm. was, was something like, like we all do in our heads. Yeah. And I just gave her a little reflection of how she could hold that doubt differently, and it, and it melted. I thought, what a privilege. I mean, this is an incredible person who makes a lot of difference to other people. What an incredible opportunity. What a blessed life that you can do that just once in your life. If just once, you can elevate someone else. So if you can write a book and elevate one person, bingo, you've won, you know. You know, and, and Arjuna, it's like you do this for so many people, and it's not just writing a book, it's mm-hmm. giving a presentation at a, a professional conference or mm-hmm. a local Kiwanis club or Rotary club or the mm-hmm. PTA, mm-hmm. you know, it's writing a blog and putting mm-hmm. it up on Medium or mm-hmm. LinkedIn, mm-hmm. you know, it's writing an op-ed and sending mm-hmm. it into our local newspaper about mm-hmm. an issue we care about, mm-hmm. is that any time we're thinking, well, I don't have a degree, you know, mm-hmm. I'm not or whatever, it's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute. Could there be even one person out there, and this might be the right words at the right yeah. time for them? Yeah. You know, Catherine Graham of the Washington Post said, to do what you love and mm. feel that it matters, mm. how could anything be more fun? Right. Mm. Well, the only thing that's more fun is to do what we love and feel that it matters and get to do it with people we enjoy and respect, and that's what you and I get to do. That's what we're doing right now, <laughs> honey bunny. <laughs> Thank you so much for having this conversation. I really appreciate it a lot. Thank you. I have great respect. Uh, you've made a huge difference to me, and you continue to do so. Mm. It is a joy, and so are you. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. All right, amazing, incredible, wonderful. You can see why I choose to work with Sam Horn as my Radical Brilliance coach. She is so incredible. So let's take some time right after this podcast. You know, after every episode, I love to encourage you to turn your role as a passive consumer into a proactive emulator of what you've just heard. So let's take a moment and really contemplate an idea that's percolating in your consciousness that you'd like to share with people, that you'd like to make the world a better place. And let's take a few minutes now in your own way to make actual, to make real what Sam has advised us in today. So take an idea that's percolating in your consciousness, which could make the world a better place. Take your journal and let's see if you can... um, Put into action in your own way exactly what she has advised. Our next interview is going to be with the amazing, incredible Shrini Pillay. He is a professor at Harvard University and he has the medicine we all need, which is slowing down, taking pauses, doing less to accomplish more. See you then.